Guys, what's up? What's happening? Hitbanger1186 here, and we are returning back. Oh my god, I think this is the first time we've met a schedule in years. But anyways, this is Erec 3.0, episode 8. Uh, it is March 8th, 2020, Sunday, the day of our Lord. And uh, as I said, I'm Headbanger1186. A ladies first. Hi, everybody. And uh, we're off to a good start. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're doing great. great. We're doing great. That, that, that's it's all good. Look, we, as time gets good, goes on, everything's gonna be pitch perfect. And I am Ashen Phantom. You all know me as Keyshawn. So it's nice to see you guys again. And I am Dune Kiki, also known as. Oh, I did. I cut myself off. No. All right. My name is Dune Kiki. I'm Jeff's headbanger eleven eighty six person. Yes. You're welcome. Hi everybody. <laughs> that was adorable. Yes. So as always, let's go ahead and get this piz opt off. Um what have you guys been playing this week? Uh Broshan, do you want to go first? Uh yeah, so I kind of been like I said, like last week I've been kind of drifting between games. Um kind of been playing a little bit of Dragon Quest eleven. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm playing a little bit of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I did see you were playing Dragon Quest. Um, so is that a good port? Because, like, I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine. I think it would probably be better in TV mode, but I couldn't imagine how good that looks docked. Alright, so the game, obviously for a um, for a port, well, it's not actually a port, it's actually a bit of a, it's called a definitive edition because of the um, the mix between the 3DS version and the PS4 version, and that's basically what the Switch version is. So it's actually kind of okay. like a slightly different version than if you've played the PC version of it. But um, Docked, it's, uh, it actually runs pretty good. There's a couple hiccups and stuff, but then, you know, the... Uh, you know, undocked so it, it runs actually pretty good. I mean, obviously you're gonna have hiccups every now and then, but for the most part, I mean, the game looks great either way, if you ask me. That's just my personal opinion, though. Cool. Um, Dune Cookie, what have you been playing? You want to talk about it? Um, yeah, sure. I've been playing uh, two different things. Um, I've been playing Vampire: The Masquerade Cartieries of New York. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. Um, and I've been playing Survive the Blackout. Um, so both of these games are, by and large, there's a lot of reading, which is really cool because I love to read. Um, but I'll start off with Vampire the Masquerade. Um, Vampire the Masquerade, of course, goes back to the role-playing game, which I used to do forever ago. I used to actually uh, run it. I need to run it with you guys sometime. Um so, but you have different vampires that you can sort of choose from. Unfortunately, the vampires are kind of like canned. Um, so you don't really get a choice as far as like your personality per se. Um, I think there's a Tremere, there's a Bruja, um, and there's two other ones. And I haven't explored those ones yet, but the ones that I've explored are actually pretty good. And then it just kind of takes you through a standard role play game where you have certain choices, but the choices are kind of made up for you and you just kind of pick the one based on your personality. Um, but I'm enjoying that one. And then Survive the Blackout is a new release game. It just came out in February. 
Um, it, I came across it because um, I was discussing the old school Oregon Trail game that we know and love from like my fourth grade. You know, like the You've Died of Dysentery and Chloria and all of that fun stuff. And Survive the Blackout is kind of a very similar uh, pixelated game like that, but it deals with like the end of the world. And it is way more dark than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's definitely enjoyable, but there is it's way, way deeper than I thought it was going to be. That's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, I haven't checked out um, Survive the Blackout yet. I've been wanting to get into it. Um, I still feel like shit because I... I never got to um I never got around to finishing um the Oregon Trail which is like it's like almost shot for shot. I think I think you have it, Broshan. Um uh, but you you I think you've played the Oregon Trail before. Um but the vampire game did look pretty interesting. Um I heard it was uh fairly short. But um it, yeah, do, yeah, don't don't even worry about it. Don't worry about mispronouncing things. I do shit like that all the time. Like, I don't know how to pronounce... Like, Keyshawn calls me something online all the time, and I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a... Like a cuke? Or whatever? It's... It's C-U-C-K. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is Oh, my... You son of a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. You, you asked me to say. I told you. It's called Enlightenment, son. I mean, just... <laughs> that was worth it. Just because I'm enjoying the game, though, I mean, I guess I just I can't read good. I need to I need to learn how to read good, and I, I don't know. So, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I've already killed off one character so far, but I revived her just to see how light, how like how long I can go. And so far, I'm at a pretty good stretch with the female. I think she's a Tremere. I'm, that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Okay, I've I've heard about Vampire the Masquerade before, but I've actually never really played it. Um. Hurts a lot of people really liked it, and like Jeff said, it was pretty short, but you know, it looked like it was a really well-made game, especially with like the whole dialogue options, and the, uh, you said like the uh, personalities are kind of already chosen, right? Yeah, the personalities are kind of chosen, so you can't just like go and um, be like, okay, well, I want to be a Malkavian, but I'm going to be a female Malkavian, um, and I'm going to have like this quirk and this and that. Um, it's... It's very canned, like the Bruja, you can only play like a male Bruja, um, you can play a female Tremere, and then I think the others are male as well, um, so you only, you have very select options, and you're kind of like cut and dried as far as like what this character is actually doing, which is kind of cool, because you can get into the headspace of that character, um, and it kind of takes some of the thinking out of it, but I would be super nice to craft a character, I think. Yeah, definitely might have to check that out one day then. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my list, I won't talk about it too much just because I haven't played it that much this week. Uh, the I still played a little bit of uh, Wilson, 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 Lords of Mayhem. Um, oh my god, so the new expansion for The Division 2 dropped. Um, Andy was talking about it. He was asking if I got it, and I was like, uh, I mean, yeah... Yeah, I can, or whatever. So we jumped back into that. We rolled new characters, and uh, holy shit, it's really good. Like, I kind of fell off with the game because at launch it was okay. I couldn't really finish it because it was so buggy and shit. But man, like, I I had the best time playing with um, 
with him and and Dune Cookie over there, like we stayed up till I mean there, we jumped forward an hour, but I'd say we played for a solid like three hours last night. We were doing like one of this one of the missions for the new the New York area, and uh, man, it's you're fighting this hologram guy, and uh, man, he fucking pissed me off so much. I mean they were jumping in some Metal Gear Solid like areas there, but holy fuck, I was so like. I cried for the first time in years, but it, it was like it was tears of joy like rolled down my cheeks the minute that we finished that mission because it was so fucking bad, but it was still fun. It was just like God, it was so irritating because I was just chipping away at this dude. But I think it's really well designed, um, and uh, yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Um, and next up on my list is a uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. So and I want to hear the, all the juicy tidbits. You need to tell me about that, man. Okay, so we talked about it last week, and you got kind of excited for it because I know you said it was like one of your favorite Pokemon mystery uh, or yeah, Pokemon dungeon games. Um, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. I'm probably gonna play some more before I go to bed, but um, like it's weird because I'm looking online and everything, and it's it's seriously getting like maybe five to six review scores a lot of people are saying that it's it's stale it doesn't do like they said the they, they said there's a lot of like problematic things with the gameplay like someone pointed out the fact that you can hit an auto button for your characters to auto go through a dungeon uh um what? provides itself as a problem like it's like why would you even have to do something like that you know oh, if, if the game was I just fine by itself you know I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. The the auto run feature. I think what happens is like you're you're you put the game on auto, and what it'll do is you'll send your team off into um to the dungeon and it'll try to find the stairs or so. The problem is is that your teams sometimes or most of the time I'll say that actually kind of gets um kind of gets uh lost for one another. So that could really be bad, especially if they get ambushed by like say um say you have a Squirtle as your partner and they get ambushed by two Grass type Pokemon and you're like a Fire type, then that Pokemon will probably die unless you're like max level or something, or it knows the Ice Beam or something. Yeah, and that's understandable. But I mean, my characters—they aren't like boss levels or whatever yet. Like, I picked Squirtle as my starter and Machop as my um, partner. Um, they're Could about good choices. Oh yeah, they're about um, level thirteen and fourteen. I'm kind of getting my feel around everything, but I enjoy it, man. Like one of my favorite. Um, one of my favorite games from the PlayStation One era was um, Azure Dreams. It was made by Konami, and it kind of like plays that same like turn-based, randomly generated dungeon. Uh, you know, you go like you're pretty much just moving like one square. Uh, it's it's I don't know. I, I I'm enjoying it. I can see where someone would put like over a hundred and some hours into it, but a lot of people are just saying I just. I don't know how anyone could stomach 100 hours of this game, and I'm just like, I don't know what you fucking mean, man, because it's it's kind of dope to me. I mean, as a kid, I put, um, I've put well over maybe 300, 400 hours just playing Red Rescue Team, and that was just me on my first time, and I, what I used to do a lot in, that, in Pokemon games is like, after I beat it, I would start over just to relive the story, because a lot of the times back when I was a kid, I enjoyed a lot more of the story content than I did the um, after-game content, just because of the charm of the characters was there. But now it's probably more of like post-game than his actual story. But this is one of the few games I'll probably just sit down. And it's like, oh my god, I remember this. 
first of all, I think it's adorable that you used to play this when you were little. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's. I, I think it's good. I feel. I just feel so old right now because, like, I was waiting on you know him saying like, "Oh yeah, when I was little, you know, and I was playing this on the Game Boy, Pokemon on the Game Boy," and I was about to be like, "Yes, that was me." Oh wait. Yeah, I played. Never mind. I played my very first Pokemon game I actually ever owned was Pokemon Yellow for the Game Boy Color. Okay, cool. You had a Game Boy Color. I had an the OG black and white Game Boy where you had to like. I would play in the backseat of my mom's car and like it would be dark and I would be like playing and trying to catch Pokemon as like the streetlights. She drove under some streetlights. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm really thrilled that Pokemon is like making such a resurgence and everything. Um, I've, I want to play this Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I think that it'd be really fun. You should definitely give it a shot. I think that um, it, it's it's obviously not like, you know, traditional Pokemon. But for a spinoff, it was probably my favorite Pokemon games. Like, gr- growing up, I played, like, different spinoffs. I played, you know, the Mystery Dungeon series, but I also played um, the Pokemon Ranger series, which, to be perfectly honest with you, I liked the Mystery Dungeon series a lot more just because it felt, it felt you know, new for what Pokemon was, but it had such a certain charm to it that I was like, okay, this is Pokemon. I can understand that, but it's also not the same genre as what I'm used to or so. Uh, Pokemon Ranger was just kind of like, you know, it's still the Pokemon world, but you just go around, uh, you capture Pokemon to make him do certain things so you can get to the end of a level and that's it. It was kind of weird. Yeah, and one of the things I was going to say was, uh, coming into the podcast, I was I was going to say, well, I mean, it it's good, but it's kind of easy. Uh, but I was running like the first two dungeons over and over again, like doing the request. Oh. And then I did one like three, like like three or four down star one and uh man i the only i could have swore i heard the words like i got surrounded by an onyx and a couple others and i just mentally in my head i heard the words like shit on my dick or bleed on my knife because i was pretty sure i was about to get prison gang banged because they beat the shit out of my guys i was like oh my god this is fucking terrible let me but um, let me tell you this unless you hardcore grind in this game the bosses, when, when you get to, um, okay, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but when you get to a specific part of the game, it's it's very early on. Um, if you, unless you got a good strategy or so, or you just know what you're doing or whatever, what well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, or just get really lucky or hardcore grinder all three at the same time, you're probably going to get gangbang raped or something because it's going to get hard. Yeah, and unless here's... Unless down the difficulty. Well... Here's my thing. My biggest caveat with this game that I do not like and I think is a horrible design plan is um, so while you're fighting these Pokemon and stuff, if you impress them enough after beating them, they'll, it'll say like, hey, this uh, Pokemon wants to join you and it will join you for the rest of the dungeon. But if you do not have like their habitat, like landscape cleared and there's like I'm a fan, I, that's what it is. the what? I think it's not friend zone, but it's like the uh, it's like the friend territory or something. Yeah, I yeah, know. So- something like that. <laughs> There's like thirty or forty of them. But the thing that pisses me off is like, <clears throat> unless you know beforehand, uh, if you're in the dungeon, you have to use like one of those wiggly tough orbs to summon like to have a conversation. And me being like, I'm I'm always I'm pretty paranoid. So as soon as I get back, I'll have a certain amount of money. And I just deposit it. 
So I usually go into these dungeons with zero money, and I only have what I picked up, and it's like, nah, son, like, you can't access your bank funds to do this, and I'm like, okay, kind of weird, but but that's that's pretty much the only thing I don't really like about it. But besides that, it's pretty good. Yeah, if I actually want to just, like, pick it up while I'm podcasting, like, do I want to get this game or not? I don't know. I have to think. Yeah, for sure. All so, right. Um, before we go on, I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, I think one of the things that I could probably do is if since you're playing the game, when you after you get to certain points, I think if your team dies, I can actually go and rescue your team in there. It would be real easy. Like, Keyshawn, can you save my team? Like, sure. Yeah, I did see something about that. Um, I also looked up a bunch of those, like, they kind of, like, don't tell you this, and I don't think you can access it while you're in the game, but I jumped out to the main menu because I think that's the only way I can save it is exiting to the main menu, and there's a mailbox thing where you can enter in codes, and I was like, okay, well, fuck, I wish you guys would have told me about that, but it's probably buried somewhere in the gameplay, the basic gameplay tips and basics, but yeah. All right, um, was there anything else that you guys wanted to add for what you guys have been currently playing? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty good. I'm just on the prowl for like new and weird and odd. I think I think that's where I'm at. But yeah, I'm excited for Pokemon, and I'm excited to continue the Division Two. Um, yeah. Cool. All right, so upcoming games. These are the upcoming games for the week. Uh, first up on our list, uh, Kishar. Broshan, I know you're going to be pretty excited about... Uh, I think I said your name on the other podcast. doesn't matter. Fuck it. Um, Neo 2. Neo 2 is coming to PlayStation 4. Uh, it said 3.13, but yeah, I think I think that's about right. That's Friday in Japan. So, I mean, if you guys haven't played the first one, uh, it's basically like a... It's a Souls-like game. Um, I believe it's done... It's done by the same people that did uh, Ninja Gaiden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. done by... Uh... Koei Tecmo, no, not Koei Tecmo. Um, um, hold on, give me one second. It's here, it's here, y'all. I know it is. <laughs> Team Ninja, there it is. Yeah, right, right. Um, and as always, I do console first, and then and then we talk about PC releases. This one's supposed to be getting universally released. My Hero One's Justice Two is coming to oh. PlayStation Four, Switch, Xbox One, and PC on Friday as well. Um, I believe it's is that like an arena fighter? Um, maybe I know so, um, Okay, so you know how, like, uh, every anime game that's ever been released, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, uh, Bleach, uh, One Piece, you know, any of them have, like, they get their fighting games? To a yeah. certain extent, um, the, um, One Punch Man. Uh, this is basically just the fighting game for My Hero. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I'm, like, a huge fan of the series. I mean, I've, I'm watching anime right now, and so far what I've seen, it's pretty good, you know. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people are probably gonna be really excited for it, because uh, I do believe the first game did pretty well. I mean, obviously enough if they made a second game. I mean, in 2020, I mean, that's always saying something, I'm I'm sure, but... Oh, yeah, for know, sure. I'm thinking... Um, yeah. No, no, you're right. Um, so, yeah, it, uh... I haven't really watched the show either. Um, I know Andy, Andy and Tiffany like it quite a bit, but I think like from the first couple episodes, there's this kid who I think he's getting beat up and he's weak, and then he gets um, a, he. Oh, sorry. You want me to go ahead and say it for you, buddy? Well, just my summary. What I got from it was it's like a small, weak kid, and he gets injected by this juice from a man, 
from an adult man, and then he's able to be strong. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it looks like. Uh, Is that kind of like um, it's kind of like Day Man? Guess I guess so. Um. Really, what it is is that My Hero Academia, as it's as it's called, probably I probably butchered it last, but I really don't care. It's whatever. They know what I mean. Um, the show is basically about a kid. It starts off about a kid named Izuku Midoriya. He is a kid who wants to be a hero, but the problem is he doesn't have a quirk. Um, so what it is is that one day, uh, his um uh, his childhood friend, who also for some reason likes wants to kill the kid for some reason. Is getting attacked by a villain, and uh, his idol All Might comes out of nowhere and saves him and um, the boy. And uh, the kid ends up like inspiring All Might to actually act, even though um, the kid doesn't actually have a quirk or something. So what he ends up doing is making um, Izuku his um, his progeny, and basically he ends up going to uh, UA to become a hero. And basically that's what all the next eighty-eight episodes of it is going to be about. It's just him becoming a hero. Yeah, so so that guy that shoots his goo in him, he's like he's about to die, right, or something like that. Something <laughs> like that. I mean, you're, you're not Same wrong. Thing. There is a boss. There is an en- the, the the enemy in the first episode was a goo monster. So I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, then we'll go on to our PC releases. Uh, I know you'd be pretty excited about this one, brother. Um. On PC on the tenth, uh, Lang Lang Gristle <laughs> Lang. Langreaser 1 and 2 uh, comes to Steam. Um, and that looks like it's a turn-based tactics game, right? It is. So, apparently, what I, for what I... I didn't even know this series existed until probably about a year. No. I'll take it back. I've actually known that this series has been around for about three years now. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but there's another series that the same people who made this series made. It was called uh, Growlancer. Ever heard of it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've heard of. Uh, okay, so all I saw was that it was developed by NIS because I think Growlancer was um wasn't that a DreamWorks title or something like that? Something like DreamWorks. If Not DreamWorks. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, Working Designs. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they also uh, made Shrek. Fuck, but yeah, I thought so. I mean, hey, if it's made by Shrek, people buy it. You know, it was made by uh, CareerSoft. Soft made all the Langreaser games and um, Growlancer. They also worked on uh, the Devil Survivor series for um, Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I might uh, I might check that out one day when it's on sale. Um, the same. This other one that I put in there, it kind of gave me like a like a Stardew Valley vibe just from the art I and everything, right? Art, right? Yeah, I I. Yeah. I added this because I thought that you would really like this, um, but it's called it's, Seren Fate. It's adorable. I like it because you turn into a witch, and then you learn some magic, and then you can have familiars, and you could ride a broom, and there's pumpkins. Yes, I am here for it. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to pick this one up, too. What uh, else are you in, Harry Potter? I'm a Slytherin. Oh. I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah, I I like don't really pay that much attention to um, Harry Potter, which is really terrible and blasphemous, as seeing as the fact that I'm a librarian. But if I had to pick one, I guess I probably would be a Slytherin. But um, yeah, I I like I'm more Percy Jackson, but that I know that that's heavily getting off topic. But um, yes, going back to this, <laughs> I like I I love I love the concept of this and like being a witch and 
like this little thing. I do know that there's like a Harry Potter esque like Stardew Valley game though. I know that that is. I can't remember what the name of it is off the cuff, but I know that there's one that's Harry Potter themed, but it's more similar to Harry, to um, Stardew Valley. You're correct about that, and I'm about to pull that up in just a second because I know for a fact. Whoops. I know for a fact that it's. I have a... Oh, go ahead, buddy. That's the, the only reason I have to ask because I have a lot of co-workers turned to Harry Potter. It's like, what house are you? It's like, I don't know. And I said, okay, let me take the quiz. And it's like Gryffindor. It's like, okay, huh, Gryffindor. Yeah, Dune Cookie's talking about Witchbrook. So that's actually being published by Chucklefish. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, that looks pretty cool. Um, I think last time I took one of those tests, it said I was from the Chad family from the Alpha House. So yeah, that's that was me. Or can't be related. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, the Black Masses, and that drops on the 12th. I thought this was really interesting because um, its description is the Black Masses is an open-world first-person fantasy co-op RPG. The Black Masses features our next generation of crowd-rendering technology rebuilt from Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator, which is probably one of the coolest, fun little indie games that I've played, just seeing, like, thousands of, like, shit fighting each other. But, uh, yeah, so this is a co-op RPG using that uh, algorithm with all of those fucking uh, characters generated, except they're infected. So I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't even hear about this. Oh, it's got a demo for it, too. I might have to check that out oh, before yeah, it comes out. I'm downloading the demo right now, actually. <laughs> I'm actually looking at it, and it looks really, really cool, especially since it's kind of got this whole, um, like, plague thing, like, going through Europe. It kind of looks like it has, like, a Knights of Templar kind of vibe to it, but if the Knights of Templar were, like, beating up these zombie things... You know, it's got this whole medieval vibe to it. And yep, they're definitely beating up zombies. I'm like watching the video now. But it's um, like Vermintide, actually, in my opinion. I could see that, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Vermintide. Vermintide is wiggity whack. It's so good. Ver we got to play some more Vermintide, too. Um, yes. And uh, on Friday for the PC, uh, Borderlands 3 comes out. So unless you've been living under a rock uh, and don't know what Borderlands 3 is, it is a first-person loot shooter. Um, yeah, I can tell you right now, I'm going to bet, I'll bet you $10 that this game, well, no, you know what? There's a 50, I'd say that there's a 50-50 chance that this releases on sale, mainly because of it's fucking been on the Epic Game Store since September, I believe. And uh, this is launching with uh, Denuvo, Anti-Tamper, uh, you know, not saying anything about that but uh yeah borderlands 3 is coming out and i could not be less excited for it just because tim sweeney no offense um nothing personal kid or guy but uh fuck you <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> god dude i mean i want to say i i appreciate what he's doing for game developers um you know because he is He's the head of Epic Games, and um, he locks in these exclusives for a certain amount of time, and he says that he'll he'll stop doing that if Valve ever decreases their cut of 30% on a title. And um, you know, I just I where's where's everybody getting like freaking out over Apple and Google like go, the, these like mobile apps and everything? They take the same percentage. Now, granted, it's not the same as the as a PC title every time, but I just feel like 
I feel like it, it does not bode well for the PC market because the whole reason for having uh, the PC world is the freedom of choice of what platform that you're playing on. Uh, GOG is is one of the example of the good guys. Um, they release DRM-free copies on their store. You buy it. You can pretty much play it anywhere. I, I love them. Uh, GOG was created by uh, CDPR. So excellent company company and everything. And the problem I have is when he only releases something to the Epic Game Store and he locks them in, it doesn't release anywhere else. So you can't get it on GOG. You can't get it on Origin. Not that anyone really cares. Uh, you can't get it on the Uplay Store. Uh, you can't get it on the Bethesda launcher. Does any does anybody even fucking have that? So, I mean, I got it, but anyways, I'm going to get off my little soapbox here. Oh, please continue. And in better news, uh, State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition launches on Friday. This is coming to Steam. I played the first one. It is fucking incredible. Um, I th- I want to say that this has already been on Xbox One for a little while. Uh, one of the weird things that I noticed about this is uh, there's a warning on the pre-order page that says, uh, Caution, this title uses third-party DRM, Microsoft Xbox Live. What the fuck? Who is still doing that nowadays? Like, I don't know is if this is the game Games for Windows Live equivalent, or maybe you have to sign into your <coughs> your Xbox Live account. But, yeah, I just thought that was fucking weird, dude. Super weird. Yeah, it is pretty weird. Um, yeah, that I don't know what to really say about the other than uh, the time. I mean, time is now old man or something. Uh, I think that's how the meme goes. Yes, I believe you're right. I actually, uh, I have a extended Steam um, plugin or extension or whatever. It says the historical low was 35%. So it, was, it released at 1949, or maybe it didn't release at that, but it was on the Microsoft Store um september of 2018 so yeah that's what i'm thinking is that it's probably going to have some kind of xbox live bull bull schnizhnaz uh implemented but i don't know man that's that's know. crazy all right and with that we're going to move into our next section gaming news Alright guys, this week, uh, one of the first things I pulled up was uh, Destiny 2 Season 10 is to start with Patch 2.8.0 update. It uh, looks like this is eliminating bugs, balancing armor, and uh, looks like they're priming systems for Season 10. Um, Bro, Sean, did you, uh, did you buy this, or did, did, did either, did any of us get that for you, or are you playing like the free edition? I think I actually have Destiny 2, like, legitimately, because I had it for the, um, originally for the, um, client on, uh, Blizzard. And then... Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, so I've had it since then, and I got the client for it for, or the, uh, code for it for the, uh, Steam version. And, um, that's really about it, for real. I mean, other than the fact I have, like, the DLC Forsaken, I mean, not all of them, but, you know. That's pretty cool. Um, it looks like Prime in, Prime, excuse me, Prime Ingrams will more dependent, dependably drop armor with greater variance and distributions and higher stat rolls. Dude, I can't tell you the last time I've seen a fucking Prime in, Ingram drop for me. Um, I haven't played the game in a while, but fuck, man, I was like, I'd play for like two weeks and not see one. But yeah, looks like they added a bunch of uh, RNG fixes. Um, they fixed the one eye mask again, which 
sucks because I got excited because the minute that I fucking got that as a drop for my Titan, it was just like, yeah, we about to, we about to nix that. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay. So I get this thing that everybody's been fucking cheesing on that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, next, I know, uh, Dune, you wanted to talk about this too. Uh, the Last of Us, they announced that there's an HBO series. It's coming with uh, Neil Druckmann. He's co-writing it with Chernobyl, Chernobyl <laughs> the HBO show Chernobyl's uh, creator. So as soon as I heard about this, I was like, fuck, yes, son. This is going to be good. I know you're obsessed with the, the Last of Us because it is a beautiful game and a game that's really... Like it cuts, it cuts a lot of people really, really deep. Um, so there's a lot of high expectations for how the HBO show is actually going to go. Um, if you have HBO, of course, like their shows, no offense to other networks and stuff, they tend to be a little bit better quality. So I have a lot of like high hopes for this. And then of course it's coming from the Chernobyl creator. And I saw, we watched Chernobyl and it was, it was really good. It was really dark. But it was well thought out. So I'm really hopeful that this turns out to be amazing and maybe turns a lot more people onto the game. Oh no, yeah, one hundred percent. I uh <clears throat> I agree. Um it it's still to me like I'm a PC guy, um, and I, I pretty much favor indies because they have to me they have a lot more heart than a lot of these AAA titles. But The Last of Us is still probably one of to me one of the greatest games that was ever made. Um it's not a perfect game. I mean it did it did have its ups and downs, but I mean in terms of story, I was completely fucking glued to that that um that game the entire time. Uh and I think you're right uh, in saying that about HBO. Um uh, Netflix really stepped it up with their uh production and everything. Uh, we're currently going through a Netflix show right now. Um Broshan, if you haven't checked it out, um, Paradise PD. It is probably one of my favorite adult cartoons out there. Um, I think you showed me the first episode of that, actually. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, HBO, uh, they had Chernobyl. Uh, we were actually, I think we're on the last episode of season one for True Detective. That's an HBO show. Fucking excellent, incredible show. Um, they did Westworld. Uh, I hate Game of Thrones, but it seemed like it was, like, really well done. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, they even did The Wire. So, yeah, HBO knows what the fuck they're doing. So, I actually did did the... I think The Watchmen show came to HBO. Let me make sure I'm not being an idiot right now. I think it did, actually. It came to blah 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 blah. Yep, HBO. Yeah, that was a good fucking show too. So yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. Um, <clears throat> uh, next, in terms of uh, new news, because I haven't heard anything uh, until now, but uh, Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima is coming to PlayStation Four on June twenty sixth. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Bershon? I mean, I know we joke and everything, and if I'm being completely honest, yes, you are a weeb, but like I said, you're the only weeb I, I respect. But um, knowing Sucker Punch and everything, are are you excited, or has this been on your radar? I haven't really heard you talk about this title. Um, okay, so I'm going to really be 100 with you. I haven't really been paying too much attention to this game. All I know is I do like the graphics of the game, and that's relatively it. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. The the graphics look top notch. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> Sucker Sucker Punch. Uh, it's so weird because they're like an exclusive PlayStation developer. Uh, this is these are the same guys that did uh Infamous or um as you used to call it when you were younger Infamous. <laughs> yeah, uh, they did Infamous, and I want to say they also did the Sly Cooper series, which was very weird. That really made sense as far as like. Uh, an infamous like how he was like scaling and crawling around these buildings and everything but um, I haven't really been following this game too closely but it, it does look uh, it does look kind of cool um, just, my question is, is this okay if he's going to be doing all like you know scaling buildings and stuff why not just make another Tenchu game instead preach oh yeah I, I agree um, I don't know if we're ever going to see another Tenchu game but uh, if you guys do have that gap in your life, um, and it's not 100% like Tenchu, so please don't come at me with your pitchforks, but um, uh, Sekiro, that's, I feel like that's the closest thing that we can get to Tenchu, except it has demons in it. But yeah, um, Dune, oh, go ahead. What? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to let Dune take this next article, because I know she was pretty excited about it. And she actually did this. I couldn't fucking do it or find it, and I looked everywhere last night. So, going back to the Division 2, you can pet the dog. And that makes me incredibly happy. And I found this out completely by accident. Like, I didn't even realize, like, that was a thing that you couldn't do. I just... um. So we were playing the division two and I was going through the tutorial and um, I believe it's in the Haven, uh, the first Haven that you come across, you know, the one that they say, okay, well, they don't really, you know, like us or whatever, but it's a safe space. There is a dog there. And I was just randomly goofing off and just clicking to see like what kinds of things you can interact with and you can totally pet the dog. And this makes me very, very happy because this is a very dark uh, game as you all I'm sure know. Um, but you know, it's like, it's just kind of like a little extra, like a little extra perk. And it maybe only lasts a few minutes. Really, the person just kind of bends over and like gives the dog kind of like a little belly rub. But, you know, it's nice because even digital puppers need love. Yes, they do. Yeah, I was mainly pissed off that I couldn't do that because um, my history with the division and dogs, I mainly just shoot the dogs that I encounter. And I was, I was just wanting to pet one. And That's I was like, why you can't pet them. Oh my god, you're such a Jojo. <laughs> yeah, no, oh god. Yeah, we'll All talk right, about yeah. that later. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, Broshan, I'll let you take this next one because I know you love to rip and you love to tear, baby. <clears throat> so, are you kids ready to rip and tear in 1080p? I'm just kidding. No, we're in 4K. Get good, scrub. Alright, so... This week, or recently, they have released the minimum and recommended specs for Doom Eternal. So if you've been living under a rock, as Jeff likes to say, um, Doom Eternal is the next installment into the Doom Reboot series, if you want to call it that. So right now, for the minimum specs, it looks like you're recommended to have, um, obviously, an operating system, Windows 7 or Windows 10, Windows 10 64-bit. Um, for your processors, if you run Intel, you want to have a Core i5. Uh, it didn't really specifically say, it just says an i5, but 3.3 gigahertz or better. Or if you run AMD, they want you to have a Ryzen 3 at um, 3.1 gigahertz or better. Uh, for, your graf- for, for your RAM, you want to have at least 8 gigabytes. And for your graphics cards, uh, for the arrays of it, you can 
be running a GeForce uh, GTX 970, four gigabytes, uh, GTX 1066 gigabytes, uh, GTX 650, four gigabytes, or an AUD Radeon R9 290, or RX 470, both four gigabytes. Um, the game is also at a very hefty 50 gigabytes of available space, but that's kind of that's kind of one of those things you kind of can expect for games nowadays. And some additional notes, this is to be able to play the game at 1080p, 60 frames per second at low quality settings. Which makes you really wonder, are they actually going to bring back the nightmare settings from the original uh, Doom from uh, 2016? Because, you know, you needed a really good graphics card for that and a pretty beefy system to be able to push the limits of that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think the uh, 50, I think the 50 gig available space is uh, is underselling it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be more because like games like Final Fantasy 15, there it's like close to 100 gigs. But then again, um, all DLC it, too. Well, that and what a lot of people don't know is that um, storage increases exponentially depending on the amount of cutscenes. Uh, it, I, I know it sounds crazy, but you know the more cutscenes that there are in a game, the bigger that that shit's going to be. If it has like if it's 3D pre-rendered or whatever, or it's got to be available at like a certain aspect ratio. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's uh, it looks kind of cool though. And then, uh, um, oh yeah, let me do the recommended specs or nah. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Okay. And then for the recommended specs, you know, obviously, like I said, you want to have a 64-bit system, but right now the recommended Windows 10. Um, I guess it was really optimized more for Windows 10, it looks like, because I guess everyone and their moms is still going with Windows 10. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, um, I love it. I love that OS. Uh, it's pissed me off a couple of times, but I can count that on one hand. Um, I can't tell you just the fucking debacle that Windows 8 was. Uh, it was, whew, man, that was a fucking mistake and a half, son. Keep in mind, I had Windows 8 before I got Windows 10, so I know the, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Right? It, yeah, it was, it I should not have... Uh, it was so bad that I went back to Windows 7 because I was like, this bitch is like... Windows 8 was interesting. They had their Metro shitty fucking uh, interface and everything. I just I feel like it was... Um, if you didn't have a touch tablet, then you shouldn't have fucking had Windows 8. But again, that's my little rant. Um, <clears throat> next up, uh, the long-awaited update comes out for DBZ Kakarot. It's a time machine update that will let you go. Uh, from what I read, it was back and forwards into the future to fight some of future Trunks' stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, and they're doing some bug fixes. I just wanted to add that because, uh, like I said, I talked a lot of shit about this game before it came out, but... I think I put like 20 or 30 hours into the game. It was actually really good. I know, I know, man. I talk so much shit about Dragon Ball Z, but it was actually good, man. I can totally vouch for how much he has played this game. He, I don't know, he plays it a lot after like I go to bed because I go to bed before he does. But yeah, then I'll get up or something and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I know. So I can totally vouch. He, he's he's lowballing it. He's definitely played more than 20 hours in it. Yeah, I think he just likes to make him fly and yeah. buzz around. I think that that's God it. it. I really do. Yeah. So God you know, <laughs> I haven't played Dragon Ball. Z. I haven't played it, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, however, um, as somebody who you know, the grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, I didn't see every single episode, but you know, I've seen enough to at least know, like you know, this ha this and that happens, a plot point in this or that. I might have forgot a few things, but you know, I'll see it a clip on YouTube. So, oh yeah, I remember that or something. 
But I'm actually really glad that this game did well. Um, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to anime games or so, like, you know, specifically Dragon Ball Z, I feel like a lot of their games are very too similar. I mean, to some extent, this game is basically just an RPG version of the Budokai games, but it looks like it did some things differently to where it was actually a lot more, I guess, fresh or something, which got a lot of people playing the game or so. I know there was a lot of nostalgia trips on it because, you know, everyone who grew up in the 90s and early 2000s know a lot about Dragon Ball Z and to, and to some extent the long um, the long hated um, Dragon Ball GT so you know it's good to see that Dragon Ball is at least getting some love still it makes me happy I agree uh, next, uh, we have former God of War and Mass Effect designer joins Microsoft-owned Wasteland 3 Studio and Exile Entertainment. Um, in Exile has been around forever. Uh, they made a shit ton of great uh, top-down games back in the day, and they were responsible for Wasteland 2, uh, the new the new one, newer one. Uh, Wasteland 3 is set to come out, but I think this is cool, man. Um, Dean Reimer, he's a former senior combat designer on God of War. Um, and he led the creature design on Mass Effect. He's joined, ex- <clears throat> excuse me, in Exile. So I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be great. Uh, they're getting some some beefy talent there. And I don't have this on the notes, but <clears throat> I have to add this as one last rant. Um, Broshan, do you have the official Bloodstained Ritual of the Night game, the one that was Kickstarter? Uh huh. I I don't have the Kickstarter version. I actually bought it through Steam. Okay, but so what's going on? This fucking pisses me off so much. So the the designer or so they've come out and said that originally as a five million dollar stretch goal uh they were going to add a roguelike mode so oh yeah i remember that it they, said it's going to be a randomized version right it says so their official statement for this was bloodstains bloodstains game code uh, created in the game's early development was not compatible with roguelike gameplay, especially in pr- a procedurally generated castle, according to an updated post on Kickstarter. Okay, <clears throat> this is my big problem with this. Uh, I appreciate that they're going to add a random a randomizer. I appreciate mm-hmm. that it's going to be free. I do not appreciate that this was a five million dollar fucking stretch goal uh, for a game that you guys were, you know, trying to get fu- trying to get funding for, and you're just saying, oh well, it just it just didn't work with it. Don't fucking promise that, okay? Especially if it's like Kickstarter. Don't do that and set that as a fucking stretch goal and then say it's not compatible. That is the dumbest, dirtiest fucking shit that I have ever heard. Yeah, I'm sure the randomizer is going to be cool, but I mean, this this to me this is just completely unacceptable. Like, super unacceptable. And this is the reason why I don't kickstart video games anymore. That and there was a couple indies that I pretty much wasted my money on, but Man, this just God, it, it it fucking irritated me so much seeing that. But mm-hmm. yeah. But you know what? One of the things I do got to ask about this, and you know, I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Is like, but even if they did implement it, what would it be like? Would it just be like, you know, hold on, let me take that back. Would it be similar to I think the um, I think it's called the web, not web of shadows, like the den of shadows and um, portrait of ruin. Because I think that was a randomized dungeon where it's like not entirely the same every time you go through it or so. But I might just be tripping. I honestly thought it was going to be more along the lines of, um, what's that mode in Bloodborne that sends you through like a randomized dungeon every time? Oh, dungeons. Uh, what was it called? Chalice dungeons. Right now, the floor layout and everything's different with that, right? And you fight different bosses. Or... Uh, 
believe so. I, I didn't go through a lot of it, but I believe it was, you know, randomized. Yeah, I don't know. I just I thought it was I thought it was really shitty that they did that. Like, fuck, man. The amount of money that they got um, for that game is just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the what the thing I'm thinking about is the Nest of Evil from um, Portrait of Rome, but I don't think it was actually randomized. I think it was just a dungeon you just go through and you fight a bunch of enemies. It's basically like a uh, enemy rush version of it. No, I gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. So on our next on our next segment, I introduced this. God, excuse me, burping. Last week, um, indie game spotlight of the week. Uh, so the game that I decided to feature is Dicey Dungeons. It's available on Steam. Uh, it came out August 13th of 2019. Um, I got it not too long after it came out, but I want to say, did I give you a copy of this, Broshan? Uh, yes, you did. And in fact, I needed, I'm actually going to fire it up after the stream, actually. Cool. Yeah, so in the description, it's uh, become a giant walking dice and battle to the end in an ever-changing dungeon. Can you escape the cruel whims of Lady Luck? Uh, in this new fast-paced deck-building roguelike from Terry Cavanaugh, Super Hexagon, VVVVVV, Chipsel, and Marlo Dobe. Dobby? Dobie? I don't know. You'll fight monsters, find better loot, and level up as your heroes. Level up your heroes as you work together to take down the goddess of fortune, Lady Luck herself. Um, I've played through probably about ten runs of this. Uh, it's an excellent game. Uh, the, the combat's turn-based, uh, and it is deck building, so you'll get new abilities, swap them out. Um, and a lot of people complain that they said that the RNG can kind of fuck them a little bit, but I mean, that's what do you expect from a fucking roguelike, dude? If I got pissed off every time RNG RNGesus screwed me in the Binding of Isaac, I would never play it. But yeah, uh, it, it's a great game. Go check it out. The art's fantastic on it. Um, I think it's a really, really great indie title, and I think it's overwhelmingly positive. Uh, the reception for that. So let's check this out. Okay, I know, I'm sorry. Very positive. All reviews, there's 2,600 reviews on here. Um, but yeah, check it out. We have a link here in our notes. Uh, but I love the art style. Um, it's it's an indie game. And how many hours have I played? I've played two and a half hours. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty good game. I think you can get through a run in about 30 minutes. Maybe about 30 minutes I was complete my run. So, yeah, check it out, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went, I went to... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to shamelessly plug them. I just went to a uh, a page on Seaf posting, and it's the funniest crap I've ever seen in my life. Someone said Dexfield. God damn it. That's... I'm back in it. Okay, man, that's... I. It's so funny because I swear to God, at least... It's like every episode now we're we're mentioning that cancerous group. Um, it is like one of the worst shit posting groups ever. But I that's how I found my love for shit posting and how good that I am at it. But wow, that's that's funny. Um, yeah. So that's everything that I have featured. Um, I'll let you guys. Do you guys have any like final words or notes or anything uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, yeah. Zach Fair did not kill himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's wow, he's referencing uh, wow, wow. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, we were talking about feel. You were talking about feeling old earlier, uh, Dune. Don't don't worry about that. Um, I'm already worried about it. Because uh, 
uh, Broshan is referencing uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, that's coming out in just a little over a month. Uh, fun fact about that, um, I played Final Fantasy VII when it came out, and it was fantastic. I was I was still in school at the time, um, but uh, Broshan here was uh, he was shitting his diapers whenever this game came out. Oof. Well, the reason why I said that is because uh, Zach, uh, I don't care if anyone laughs. I mean, he's still my favorite character. Zach is just my favorite character of the series. He's just that good. I can't stand that motherfucker, man. Like, he... Oof, he, he looks like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, dude. Okay, but, but let's talk about Noctis, how he looks like Sasuke. Okay, well, fine. Let's talk about Red 13 and how he looks like he's furry representation. Okay, but then let's talk about how everyone loves Final Fantasy VII, though. Okay, well, let's talk about how Sid exists in Final Fantasy VII, and he represents toxic masculinity. How about that? Well, okay, then, well, let's talk about Tidus' lab in Final Fantasy X, since we're trying to go all over the board with this. Oh, I don't know what you're referencing there, but yeah, fine. Let's talk about uh, Kamari and, the, again, furry representation in Final Fantasy X. Let's talk about that. Okay, well, since we're really going to go about the, above and beyond with this, let's talk about how Kefka is a main representation of clowns of 2020. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Then while we're at it, let's talk about how, um, how fucking... Uh, Tifa exists and how she's a representation of uh 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 just I I don't know it's just there just the chicks. big city committee yes okay. yes we'll go with that all right well then here let me top it all off then all right so since we're talking about Final Fantasy characters let's just talk about the connection between them and the characters in freaking Kingdom Hearts Okay, fine. I mean, as long as we're talking about that, let's talk about Kingdom Hearts and how it had Disney representation. Let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about how Sephiroth kicked my ass as a kid in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> let's talk about how Sephiroth was 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 voiced by a member of NSYNC. Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about how, how Genesis was voiced by freaking Gact. Okay, fine. Let's, let's, let's talk about how Barrett exists and he's still he's still they make him sound Barrett. like they make him sound like I don't know I see where people could be offended by that like he's just Same. like <laughs> oh god this has turned into Final Fantasy shit posting I mean I'm, I'm very proud but still it's we're gonna have to oof. we're gonna have to hit this with a meteor just like I made that comment on that one Twitter post and deleted it immediately because it was Final Fantasy 7 spoilers and I know everyone would themselves that they saw it man dude there's no fucking final fantasy spoilers i mean <clears throat> you're yeah. fuck the the first the first part of this remake you could you could <clears throat> i mean I, i'd be like hey the the first part of this remake ends at you guys leaving midgar oh my god dude fucking spoilers it's like you know what get fucked get <laughs> fucked that's, that's literally the first part of final fantasy 7 though oh my I god know. All right. Well, I think I'm done. I'm done. I think we've 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 shit posted enough already. Yep. You know what my favorite part of the last official episode that we did was. Hey, what? hey, hey, Bro, Sean. You remember poison damage? <laughs> poison damage. I do remember poison damage. As a matter of fact, the other day at work when I was cleaning rotisserie, somebody came over, came over, tried to hit me. I said, "Hey, bro, I get these gloves on. I got poison damage." And they started laughing. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to show uh, doing that video or whatever before we go to bed, but oh yes, man, that's do. it's so spicy. It's so. I love I love the I love the plain plain plum version of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it only took me a little bit to edit, but so basically, uh, there's a popular streamer. I can't even remember his name, but there's a there's a popular cell phone video of uh, these two guys fighting, and uh, they get the other guy tackles the streamer to the ground, and they're in the bathroom, and uh, he like within a second he takes his fist, quickly dips it in the urinal that's full of piss, and then just starts hammering the dude in the face, and I was like, oh fuck, man, that is that's a hundred percent poison damage, but it's pretty bad. It's cursed, but it's it's good. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think we talked about a lot of good stuff. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining me, um, and uh, we'll be back Wednesday for the mix bag. Uh, so until next time, I'm Headbanger. I'm Ashen Phantom. And I'm Doom Cookie. And we'll see you guys next week. So take care. Adios. Adios. Uh, Dimolto, I'm going to go feed us, delete us.